We got the truth. We got the truth. We got the truth. A small business. We got the truth. Oh, we do. We got the truth. Guys, this is Joe Watkins and Travis Castle coming to you with the big truths of small business. Uh, we are the program that is delving deep into all types of subject matters. Sometimes ones would not believe that it even relates to business. We believe everything we do relates to business. If it has to do with people, if it has to do with product, if it has to do with where you spend your time, it, it applies to your business. And today, we're going to talk to you about a subject matter that we found pretty fascinating coming out of a video that we both uh, watched from a guy that was pretty fascinating in the marketing world. His name is Seth Godin. So a little bit of a shout out to Seth Godin here. And he got us thinking around this idea that in today's world, marketing needs to be less about demographics and more about psychographics. And boy, it was a shocker to us because I don't think we've either one of us had ever heard the term psychographics. Am I right, Travis? Had you heard it before? The, I know I've never heard that term. And so we we start to really dig, dig into this a little bit, and 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 we were like, wow, we're doing a podcast demographics versus psychographics in marketing. Let's teach it. Let's explore it. Let's learn some nuggets around it. Who's using it? What works? What doesn't work? And that's what the show is today. Hope you get some nuggets on it. Welcome to the show. So let, let, let's start off here. By, by the way, so Joe and I have been fascinated by this because the, the backdrop to today's show is we are revamping really our target customer in our business, which is a big deal, which actually means we're revamping our business. We're, we're really kind of reorienting the way that we see the customer that wants to give us money for performing a service. So at the heart of that is the difference between demographics and, char and, and, and targeting a demographic versus a psychographic. So let's, let's do a little definition here first, Joe. Okay. All right. You, you take uh, one, I'll take the other. All right, so I'm going to go with traditional what we think about when we are in business and we say, hey, we need, we need to have a target customer. Who is that customer? How much money do they make? How old are they? What is their occupation? Perhaps what is their gender? What educational level uh, have they achieved? And so on and so forth. You know, things that we can really quantify, frankly, in terms of demographic information. That's the traditional thought in terms of who my target customer is. Joe, what's the difference between that and a psychographic? Well, I'm first going to say on that demographic thing, uh, it is really more of the study of who a person is. Like, really, who, what they look like. They're... Like you said, their age, gender, race, marital status. I mean, it's the who. Psychographics answers the, the why. Uh, why do they behave certain ways? And so it looks at factors like this. Their values, their interests, their attitudes towards certain things, the lifestyle, the personality type, 
their social class. Um, and so it, it, it helps to answer why people do what they do, why they buy what they buy. Okay. And it's not strictly based on who they are mm. because you could take, you know, in this case, you could take five 25 year olds, all white males. It doesn't make them, and they all could live in the same town. It doesn't make them the same buyer of the same product. That's right. right? That's right. So the psychographics is another layer deeper than the demographics. It doesn't throw out, you don't throw out demographics, but it just makes you narrow your target down much more closely uh, from a marketing standpoint. And that, that's what was fascinating to us because we're trying to figure out how we can spend marketing dollars to exactly who our customer is. Because every time we spend that dollar on somebody that we believe not to be our customer or the customer that we don't want, we're wasting our dollar. That's what we thought was pretty interesting about it. Well, I mean, because the dollar, so as a small business, what we find to be true is everything, and now, now look, everything's finite for every business, no matter if you're Google or, or Nike or Apple, there's a, there's a budget with everybody. But when it comes to small business, often there's a small budget associated with small business. So, so what we're trying to determine now, look, there's two sides to this, by the way, Joe, and we haven't, we really haven't talked about the other side to this, which is what is your psychographic, the business owner's psychographic? Because, because I think what Joe and I have found to be true here is as a business, and this is the caveat, man, this is where it really gets interesting. The way your personality works in this world, what your lifestyle is, what your attitude, your social class, the activities you participate in. In fact, your religion is a part of who you're going to target in your small business. Now, you can try to separate this based on the idea that maybe your beliefs and your activities, your, your religious beliefs, uh, some foundational principles for you may not match your target customer, but what at least Joe and I have found to be true, and I'll invite you into this conversation, Joe, what I believe that we found to be true is the long-term approach to small business is if we can sync up our psychographic profile, the way we see the world, our activities, our beliefs, our interests to our target customer, the more fulfilling our small business is to, to us. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that could be true. Um, I think that the, the real important thing that to, to lay on this is if you don't really understand your built-in biases of how you're going to overlay your psychographics onto some of your decision points about who you target, and you don't realize that's happening because you might be providing a product that actually doesn't serve that psychographic. And so I think it's really important to make sure that who you're targeting and what your product or services is, is good for, who it's good for, that they actually mirror one another, they actually fit, right? And, and that you haven't arbitrarily laid across some things in this because you like it or your friend likes it. And so I think that's what's important here. And I, I, want, I want to do this. I want to give a, an example just to further clarify demographic and psychographic. I'm going to give a one-person example that would give both of the, the demographics and the psychographics of a particular person. 
So for instance, the demographics of a, a person is they're female. They're single. They make $200,000 a year. They live in New York City. They're a medical professional, and they're 36 years old. I'm sorry, Joe. Uh, side note, do you, do you have her phone number? <laughs> and so that would be a great if that it, like that'd be a great way to slice your um, target audience more than in half, right? Female cuts your cuts cuts the, the cuts population in, base in half. In half yeah. A single cuts it into another cuts slice, it, maybe in half again. Earns two hundred k a year. Boy, that pops them up into a high, higher. T- I mean, you're starting to really slice it down. Um, lives in New York City. Whoa, mm. another pie there. Medical professional and 36 years old. Mm. Well, here's what really here's the psychographic that you could overlay on this to really dial it down. She's an NBA fan. She values family bonds. She's a great saver of her money. She enjoys island vacations. She's a dog lover, and she likes classical music. Mm. Now, where does this stuff come into play? Well, she's told everybody on Facebook this is who she is. She's liking classical music that comes she's, on her feeds. She, she's searching for these items on Google. She, she, yeah, she sees the, the something that, that gives her a new little nugget about saving money. She's clicked on it, okay? And so think about if, if you're selling a product or service – and you believe that that this person, and you're selling maybe dog dog services, dog, you know, uh, she's a dog lover. She's probably going to spend money on her animal, and so you're targeting that. And you think the female is the one who's going to make that decision. And you're doing something fairly modern to the younger generation, and with disposable income and all those things. I mean, you have narrowed it down. And so, I just think it's something we've never thought about. But it is what Facebook and Amazon and Google, and Apple, and certainly all the big companies have become experts at. They've become absolute experts at psychographics. And and what has that done for us on on just an everyday basis? It's why you can go on Amazon, and they're showing you the products that you like. I have a completely different Amazon page than you have, Travis, because they know different things about me. And they know what to put in front of me. And they know how that connects to other things and products and services they put in front of me. And so, so does Facebook. And so these guys have gotten become experts at presenting things to you that you are more likely to purchase. And largely what they've done beyond any traditional sense is the psychographic information that they now can capture in you not just our demographics. So I think it's cool. It is cool. And it's the answer to why we see a lot of the marketing that we're seeing these days out of some very large companies. So again, part of what we want to do on the show is we want to, Joe and I are a bit of uh, students of, of marketing and of what we're seeing in today's environment. And as we see these things, some of the things that we see are odd, honestly, for, for us. I mean, look, Joe and I, demographically speaking, we are in our late 40s. Um, we're small business owners. We are married with kids. Uh, we live in Georgia. Okay, so, the, so those are the demographics of, of who we are. And so sometimes some of the products that I use and, and buy, I'll see marketing from those products, right? I'll hear, I'll hear them on the radio or I'll see an ad on social media or on TV and I'll go, 
well, that's really off-putting to me. Like, that's not appealing to me. I, I'm actually buying their products, but their marketing's not appealing to me. And I'm thinking, man, they're really missing the mark. Well, as we dig deeper into psychographics versus demographics, I begin to find the following out, which is the reality is I buy their products once every five years. The reality is I buy their products at TJ Maxx. The reality is I'm actually not their target customer. Let's discuss exactly what you're talking about because this is a, a case example that we learned about. Let's go ahead and talk about it. And Seth Godin mentioned it in his video, and we'll give a shout-out to him again. He talked about probably, you know, t take out your, your, your internet-based companies that just clearly have more data than anybody. Let's look at a product-based company. And he said, there's nobody, there's no company on the planet that understands who their customer is and what the psychographics are better than Nike. Mm. And this is what Travis was alluding to here. Nike is a huge company with a very, very recognizable brand. So in some ways, we all can identify that we've probably owned a Nike you know, shirt or hat or pair of shoes in our life. So we've been a customer. But to Travis's point, when Nike made a bold statement and sort of put their name alongside of Colin Kaepernick, what, two years ago, maybe three years ago? Yeah, maybe three years ago. It was an explosion of media, what in the world, and then the other side is, oh my gosh, what a great thing, you know. Colin Kaepernick had such a unique identity that was polarizing. And what Seth Godin says is, if some of your marketing is not polarizing, then you don't know who your target audience is. Because Nike knows who their target audience is, and it's not the people who, did, who disliked the association with Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick is the people who loved Colin Kaepernick also are the people who spend $150 on a pair of shoes every three months where we're going to buy the clearance model for 50 bucks at TJ Maxx. We're not their customer. And, and, and so the, so what, what Seth went on to say is, is that was a stroke of genius. They got massive media. They sold at unprecedented levels and the company has only since grown. Because Colin Kaepernick was the exact psychographic representation of who their customer was. That's right. So, so, so come to find out, and this is something we didn't know, but come to find out that Nike's target customer, and again, this is just an example, but Nike's target customer is someone who uh, is interested in pushing social change. Now, the specifics of that aren't the, the the details behind that aren't actually as, as enumerated as the idea of I'm on the forefront of social I'm change. I'm on the forefront of social change. I'm an early adopter of fashion and style. That's right. Which means I'm willing to pay a premium to get it first. That's right. Um I very much want to identify myself 
with a brand. I don't. I'm not a no name brand guy. Right. I'm probably younger than than thirty. Is probably your typical younger than thirties. Your typical right. you know buyer of that high price stuff. Um, and it's it's uh it's it's everything we're not. It's actually w- w- when you think about it, when w- based on what we actually know about tennis shoes or running shoes or athletic shoes. The differential, the actual performance differential between shoe to shoe is not, there's not that it's much negligible. Of a variance. It's negligible. So the idea that I'm going to pay $180 for a pair of shoes, like in my world, there's nothing a shoe company right. can do to require me to want to pay that money. Yeah, we're buying the shoe for the shoe. So if I'm going to buy that shoe, it's basically a pay less. I'm going to pay $59 for it. And the second pair of shoes I'm going to get for half off. So I'm actually buying two shoes for, what's that, for $90. Because right? you're buying it for the shoe and for the usefulness of the shoe, the early adopter, the 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 the, the Nike buyer is not buying it. They don't need the pair of shoes when they buy the $180 pair of shoes. They've already got six of them in the closet. So so while, while we we go to Payless and we, we buy $90 worth of shoes, which, by the way, is two pair of shoes, we leave pay, we, we're wearing Nike shoes. We think we're a Nike customer. You're, you're, you're really not a Nike no, customer. Absolutely not. Yeah, come, come to find out. So this idea was kind of staggering to me and, and to Joe. And, and again, bringing this down to a small business level – you know, it goes back to the old adage, look, you, you can't please everybody is really the, the high level of this. And and come to find out, the more specific target is not who's buying the 30-year-old the or the 40-year-old or the 50-year-old. The real target is why are they buying? Yeah, and, and, and that's what psychographics are. Right. In essence, psychographic profile distills your audience's core values and beliefs so as to help you understand what really matters to them. It is understanding that should inform your messaging and direct your content creation. Um, the, the why is just, I don't know, super cool. I think it's difficult, Travis, for small business to get to the why. We don't, we don't have Facebook. Uh, we don't own Facebook. We don't, uh, so, so how, the question lies, how do we get the information around the psychographics of our customer and how we use that to better, better target our marketing. Well, again, I, I go back to this and this is really where Seth lands and this is controversial. I believe this is not the norm in terms of American small business, which is this. If the object is make is to make the most amount of money, then perhaps demographics matter more than psychographics in some situations, because the reality is there's lots of different industries I can target where demographics really matters. I mean, first time home buyers, Joe, you and I are in the real estate business. You and I both know the, the foundation, the measurement of how real estate is doing honestly is first time home buyers. How many couples are buying homes? How many individuals are buying their first home is a litmus test for, for the industry. Well, that is pure demographics, frankly. I mean, that, that, that is based on the idea of age, when you get married, uh, when you become financially viable. That's a, dip, that's a study in demographics, right? So if we want to set up an organization to do mortgages or to do real estate, and we want to target first-time home buyers, okay, we're very much into the demographic world. That speaks to me. But 
if we're if we're targeting psychographics, then we're not what we're what we're actually saying is it's not about the most. Nike is not saying it's not about selling the most shoes, which is interesting to me because you would think that's what they're in business. Well, they to want do. to sell the most shoes they can at one hundred eighty dollars. Well, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. what they're saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're actually, not the most shoes. Yeah, they're they're not saying we're the low cost provider of of shoes by any any stretch. And of the way you get the highest dollar amount is because you so found your target and what makes them tick. But what Seth is saying and what I find compelling about it is there is an audience out there that matches my personal psychographic why which which is answering why am i in business to begin with i mean is is the reason i'm in business to begin with is to make the most possible money that i can make i would say that most people that i know that are in business for any significant period of time that doesn't carry them that just does not wash sounds great kind of a fundamental that we all accept it's actually i believe revealed to not be true what I think is true is if I can serve a customer base who sees it the way that I see it, who values what I value, what is the minimum acceptable amount of people for me to stay in business that I can, that I can serve? In other words, I'm looking for the niche within the niche when it comes to psychographics. That's what psychographics does. Yeah, it, it goes a de levels deeper than demographics can go. Which allows you, I think, to hit your target audience more square right in the forehead, right between the eyes. It allows you to, to knock it out of the ballpark with a grand slam with your product offering. And that is why, why they will pay more for it. So Seth's thing is, why do more when you can get paid more doing less? Right? And... Uh, and he believes that, and, and we love this statement, but, you know, do work that matters for people that care. Do work that matters for people who care. I love that. And what he's saying is that you've delved in so intensely, so attentively to your customer, to your client, to your core audience. You know them so well and why they make their decisions that you're able to, to provide an offering and a messaging sometimes, and even a brand messaging where they feel like you care about them so deeply, they're willing to be your customer and pay you a premium to be, to be one. Um, th that's a, a powerful combination to get to. Uh, I don't think it's easy. I think it's rewarding. I think it goes back to what you're saying. When you, you know, when you when you when you watch the Shark Tank is what I was just thinking. When you watch the Shark Tank, almost every one of these entrepreneurs that are pitching their idea, for the most part, call it ninety percent of them, they're not just pitching some product because it's the next product they're trying to to to, to make a big business. Now, there's a couple of them that come on that way. For the most part, these people had a real need that wasn't being met in the marketplace. So in fact, they became their own demographic and psychographic around the missing product in the marketplace, and they set out to, to fill that void, which they were 
a part of the void. It's what you just said. And so they go create the product that solves the problem. And when they do it well, it and and and, and that audience is is a big enough audience to create to create profit around because to create products is uh, frankly a very expensive process. So a little different than if you have a service, a local service. But if you're going to create a product, you're going to get it to market. There needs to be enough people that are interested in it. And, and you've done it so well because you are the psychographic you're targeting. I mean, it is the easiest psychographic to target is the one that you are because you don't need as much data when you, in fact, are the target audience yourself, right? It is. And, that's, and for, so for small business, that kind of makes sense. So what we're trying to do as small business people in marketing is we're really trying to initiate change in behavior. So I don't, we don't shy from the fact that we want to manipulate someone into doing what we believe is the best thing. And so going to give you an example. So we, we, we have a bakery, right? Which, Joe, by the way, I'd love to open a bakery. There's that one I sent you that's opening in Noonan. What's the name of it? Mm. Give him a plug. Bunt, bunt Cake. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, Bunt Cakes. Mm-hmm. Thing is uh, nothing but cake. Yeah, nothing, nothing but, but cake. cake. This thing is fantastic. Mm. Um, so great, anyway, great little franchise. I'm, I'm trying to lose weight. We won't talk about that much, but it's fantastic. Uh, but the, the psychographic would be more like this versus, Hey, we're in the, we're in the cupcake business or we make cakes, right? Come, come. Our cakes are great. What kind of cake do you want, Joe? You want a strawberry cake? You want, you know, chocolate cake? No. Psychographics would say, Hey, Joe, we make the best blueberry muffin that you've ever had. And so we have sold out to the idea that if you want a strawberry cake or you want a birthday cake, okay, we can do that. We're not spending any money around marketing the idea that we can do that. What what we're going all in on is the crowd that loves a blueberry muffin. And we're going to spend money, time, and energy and effort around the blueberry muffin. And our belief is because we're so passionate about it and it's actually so, it actually is so good and so different than the Starbucks muffin or whatever, that we're going to change your behavior. We're going to take you away from wherever you're going in the morning to get your quick muffin. And because we're marketing the idea, it's the best blueberry muffin in the world, you're going to come to us. So that's more of a narrowed, targeted, uh, psychographic versus a demo. Yeah, I would say that product is pretty narrow, but some of the psychographics around it would be this. You're selling to people who care about organic ingredients. And so you advertise, we have holy ingredients. So that's a psychographic. Now I don't, I'm not just looking for a blueberry cake. I want a blueberry cake. That's all fresh, whole ingredients. Um, I want a cake that has, uh, a, a fresh cream cheese frosting because I don't like the sugar based frostings on most cakes. Well, Bunt has gone after that, that cream, that, 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 uh, uh, cream based, uh, Top, uh, what what I call it? Uh, I forgot what I just said. But anyway, that uh, uh, cream-based uh, topping is very different and unique. Um, they've also uh, decided that you can go, you can buy mini cakes. I mean, their, their, their actual pr- premier product is bigger than a cupcake and much smaller than a cake. So they sort of found their own unique size where, you know, you can get one of these little mini cakes and that's great for two people. Mm. 
you know, so it's sort of a unique even size. So you, you're sort of out of this cupcake world because the cupcake world has been tainted by actually overdone cupcakes. You get a cupcake in a bunch of different They're ways. just so overdone. That's right. And, and so they're sweet and they're just over the top. And these guys have, have, have sort of come back with this stripped down, let's, let's do a few things well with premium ingredients and and it's it's just true that they're truly amazingly good um but but to your point one of the companies that we we've discussed here and what we're trying to do in our so joe and i own a if you're uh listening to the show you know we own a property management business which means we manage single family homes uh overwhelmingly uh, we place tenants we don't own the properties. We're managing them for for private landlords. And one of the things that's outside of our control, Joe, a lot of times is the decision that the individual landlords make about their properties, what color they're going to paint them, what improvements they're going to make when the tenant moves out, what landscaping are they going to do? Are we going to change the, you know, the, the paint color and update it? Are we going to put in granite countered? All that stuff, right? We don't control any of that, by the way, zero. So, one of the things that Joe and I have begun to focus on in our small business, and I would challenge anybody that the, within their scope of their small business to begin thinking about this, because I think what makes us different is everything. So we're trying to put the premium now on, hey, as a tenant, rent, rent from Yes, I Rent Property Management, and here's what you receive. Here are the benefits of renting from Yes, I Rent Property Management, which, by the way, tremendously benefits the owners that entrust us with their properties. But the benefits that you're receiving as a tenant are not necessarily uh, home improvements or an upgraded countertop or, you know, a, a landscaping in the front yard. We're, we're kind of looking at a model that includes things outside of the house is what I'm saying. Uh, so we're, we're trying to attract the idea of a psychographic that's interested in renting a home for benefits that are other than the home. Yeah, it's kind of, I'm sitting here looking at uh, an example of that, uh, you know, the brand Casper that makes mattresses. Yeah. Uh, they're highly successful in what they do. And, and they don't market mat, that they're a mattress company. What, what do they actually sell? They sell sleep. Mm-hmm. Get, give a crap what your mattress looks like. or get, get, Can I sleep better? Mm-hmm. They sell sleep. And, and so that, that is a, a, a shifting in your, your, the way you look at your marketing. If, if your brand is representative of a product, I, that that is a shift that's moving away from the marketplace because nobody really cares about your product unless their product your product meets some other need that they have just because they know you for your product doesn't doesn't make that a quality brand in their mind but when but, but when their need is being so when they, when when they can benefit from the relationship with your brand then you've you've crossed the bounds of just of, 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 and you're into the psychographic realm of the, and that's the kind of messaging marketing messaging is I think what we're saying here that needs to be communicated. And maybe even when we were talking about the sales calls earlier today, I think this is right in the heart of that sales call. They don't really care what all the particulars and details are around 
what we do. I think what they care about is ultimately the, the benefit that they receive. That's right. And I think that's hard to communicate in our business, and maybe it is for a lot of other businesses. But, but what, what is the benefit of doing business with us, and how is that manifested in our unique demographic, psychographic target? Well, and we may be missing that at times. Uh, no, no, I don't think there's any there's any question. I mean, there, there's been a lot of businesses that have found a lot of success by it. I, I think the call here is what is what is reality? What is actually true? I mean, one of the companies that you and I studied here, you brought up on a number of occasions, is Tom's Shoes, mm-hmm. right? So Tom's Shoes was it for every shoe sold, there was a, a shoe given to someone. Mm-hmm. In need, somewhere. Somewhere in need. Yes, overseas, yeah. Yeah, so it was kind of a cool thing. You buy a pair of shoes, and you know what? It's a good pair of shoes. It's a great pair of shoes. It's as good as you're going to buy anywhere else, perhaps. And, and and you, it's not a subpar pair of shoes, right? No, it was actually the the, you, the the beginning of the shoe looked even a whole lot like the shoes they would wear in those countries. It was the early uh, style of the shoes. Of the shoes they right. do everything now, but but you could feel good about buying the shoes because you're putting a pair of shoes on somebody else, absolutely, who's not paying, who wouldn't have a pair of shoes otherwise. So that kind of jumped the shark, to use the old term from the '80s there. It, it, it kind of went beyond just, hey, what pair of shoes am I going to buy? Well, if I'm, if I'm neutral on that. So to me, for the segment of the population that's neutral, I'm going to buy this shoe or that shoe. It's kind of price-based. Wait a minute. I could buy a shoe and provide a shoe for someone else. That's the tipping point for me buying the shoe. Now, here's the interesting part that I believe to be true. Tom's shoes, their heart was actually to provide shoes to people who didn't have them. That's right. It was not to figure out how they can trick the public or manipulate the public into buying more shoes. And so that, to me, that's kind of the interesting. His whole business was, was founded out of what you just said. He went, he went to a country where he noticed that nobody had shoes. And he was like, crap. Like, they need shoes. You know what? I'm, I'm going to build a shoe company. And I'm going to build a shoe company that gives them shoes when I sell shoes. That's right. That's where it came from. That's right. And when you do that, because that's who he was, mm-hmm. boy, did he did he figure out how to target that one? I mean, he, he, huge winner. And I, and I think that's a so, billion dollar. Company. So the cool thing is, we we try to bring examples here that I believe are available to everybody. I think that example is available to everybody, uh, and, and it could be on a local level. But again, it. it to be sustainable, it actually has to be where your heart is. Well, it's right? got to be. It's got to be real. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk about uh, three simple ways to gather psychographic data because okay. I think we got to get you know, people. Got to know how to how to do this. Okay. Um. And the the first way is social media. We know that they are one of the best populators of psychographic data. Uh, they they have the information and they are willing to sell it to you. <laughs> in, in, in fact, you can go through and you've done it with some ads uh, and you've, you, you can literally break down who you're going to market well beyond the demographic realm. And you also can use social media, not just in the ads that you can get pay for, but through your own social media. If you are very active on social media, then you should pay attention to the grievances 
that you hear because those are your customer base. What questions are they asking? What do they expect from brands like yours? Maybe you look at other brands and look at what feedback and what things you can find online around what customers that you want to attract are asking, saying, and complaining about. They're telling you who they are and why they and why they do business and would like to do business or not do business with you based on this type of information. So, so pay attention to that stuff. Savvy marketers do. Um, the second one is you already have a customer base. So you can develop a fairly simple survey and there's survey monkey and many other types of, sur- of survey uh, tools out there and, and, and send out a questionnaire to your client base. And the, and the questions need to, to, to ask psychographic type questions like um, you know, more open-ended questions because uh, you want to find out what, what motivates, inspires them, what troubles them. As, so so what is, you know, what's the most important thing when you're doing business with your, with your property management company? And let them describe that in, in a free form. Uh, ABC one, two, three type fill in uh, questionnaires. I'm not going to give you a lot of data. So, so it is more the free form that's going to give you the why behind it. And, and so I, I think surveys are, are powerful. Uh, they can provide some valuable intel. And I think we all can do it. And I think we get, we think it's over complex when we think about that, but give me a break, go to surveymonkey.com in 10 minutes, you can have a survey ready to go to send your client base, put it in your database and send it. Right. I, well, I, I'm suspect on that. That, 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 that's where I think that it's better than what you did yesterday. Well, I'm suspect on that because here's the thing. What most people I talk to believe matters in doing business with our small business actually does not matter. And so if, if I survey their opinion, like and what? I, What's your management fee? How much do you guys charge? It's nowhere near what what they're actually, what they should be asking versus what they're asking are two very different things. Because I know, and I've been doing it for so long, and what what I believe their heart is, is, hey, what, can you reduce my, how, how do I make the most money doing this? In their minds, it's, hey, what's, what's your fee, Right. Well, that's not how you make the most. Well, money, but we're in the business, right? so we know how to, we know how to we know how to we know how to we know what that means. So, if you're in the business of what you you're doing, and you hear that answer, and you believe what you said to be true, then you chalk that answer into the column of they're worried about their the financial return or making money doing this. No, no, it's yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a legitimate thing to understand and try to navigate, but it's it's an illegitimate thing to 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 kind of base a direction off of for, for your business is what I'm saying. It's not illegitimate. If you're not asking your customers what matters to them ever, and you're making full assumptions for them without knowing, then that is baseless. No, no. It, it, so so, so you, so, you need to get the information. So the results of that thought would be, we just need to, what matters to them is the cheapest fee for the service that we can provide. So That's just provide, one question. Let, let's provide You're going to have 10 questions fee. and you're going to get more than one answer. Well, we're picking on that question. And so, so, so I, I, I think. I don't think that, it's baseless because you're losing customers right now for that very reason. I think that psychographics. Matters to them. I think that psychographics are much more important because. That's what we're talking about. Because of who you're, well, not. But, but who, Absolutely. You're, who you're talking to matters. 
who you're talking to. Yeah. So if I if I if I have a if I have no advertising and people just call me out of the you know a Google and I Google and I, I I'm I'm third ranked on Google. That's all I am. And they call me and they start questioning me and I start and I start sending surveys to those people. Well, that's very different than me saying, you know what? Uh-uh. I want to work with investors who have a minimum of five properties. That's that's a, who, that's that, a demographic. That that's who I'm interested that's in. That's a demographic. Well, but within within that demographic, I'm interested in those investors who are interested in owning their properties more than 10 years. Okay. I so I you begin to take the dim I, I think everything starts. So I'll challenge this. Even even that's not a psychographic. I think everything starts with a demographic. And then I think you work to the psychographic that that matches your psychographic. Because you what you so and I, that's what I've said over and over yeah, again. Yeah, well, De- demographic is first. That's your first layer of filter. Psychographic is your deeper layer right, filter. That's right. We said that. Yeah. So if I'm appealing, if I'm marketing to people who I believe price is the most important thing, not value, not total cost of owning the car, but the initial price of the car. Well, that's a very different survey that I send to those people versus the people that I market to who are a total cost of owning the car. Well, I think here's the thing. We are small business. I'm saying be careful. And we have to get psychographic data or you can't use it to market. But you got to get psychographic data from the population that you intend to serve, not necessarily the population that you are serving. That's all I'm saying. I think the first place you get your psychographic data is from who you do serve. And then you look inside of who you do serve and go, hey, these are the 30% that we really like as customers. Oh, yeah, for sure. And now let's look at their answers more closely. No, I agree with And are there any layers that connect the tissue? For instance, you ask what their hobbies are. What if the 30% that you want to do business with overwhelmingly love to read books? Well, that's interesting. Is that, is that potentially a psychographic that I could use somewhere else? You know, the, the, again, the psychographics we may come across, we may not never thought about actually being something that mattered to our core customer or that was part of who they were or why they did what they did. You know, people that read books actually do view the world differently. In fact, I'm just saying, I agree with all that. And so I'm just saying, be careful. So a survey is is, surveying unequivocally a way to, to, to understand it's not the the psychographics of the folks, not the silver bullet. And say it was, I said, there's one of three ways here, social media surveys, and the other one is website analytics. Your current website analytics, what behaviors are happening inside of your website could tell you what matters to the customer that is landing on your site. Okay. I mean, I get the fact that we may want to go get a different customer, but for most small businesses, they better need to start with who the heck is with them and why. That's a great start. So look at your website traffic and figure out where they're going and, and, and really why. Oh, wow. It, it just so happens that like 75% of the owners that we land are, they're on this page and they're looking at that blog post. That's interesting. I wonder why that is. Well, because there's probably something inside of that that, that we need to pay attention to. So website analytics is the third one. We're talking about, again, simple ways to gather psychographic data. Uh, social media surveys and website analytics, master Travis, what are some other ones that you clearly have <laughs> on your sitting that you're sitting on? 
I don't know that I'm sitting on a number of ways. I like those two ways. Three. I, I, I think I think I think they're legitimate. I think they're legitimate. The the caution signal that I send up is I think a lot of people do business by default. And yeah, so doing and, nothing. And, and mostly. so and and so if if we're if we're targeting customers who are unprofitable or who are not our ideal customer. I don't know that their feedback and the analytics from that is something that I would hold up as a, well, of course a, you as wouldn't. a way of doing business. You look at the customers you want to do business with, that you're profitable with, and you look at those psychographics. That's what we're discussing here. We clearly don't care about the people we don't want to do business with. Well, that, that, that's, a, that, that, that's, a, that's a differentiation of what you're saying, though. You say mm. you, 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 measure, you survey them all. You, you survey them you all. You survey them all. Absolutely. And, and then you choose the psychographic within the survey that you think you can you could actually work well, you, with. No, you choose the customers that you already do business with, that you work with, that you want to do more with. Well, those are the ones that you survey. And those are the ones that you you, you figure out. But I, I want to survey. I'll survey them all. I think there's data to be had. Because you also, in a psychographic, want to know who you don't want to do business well, with. Well, let, let's go ahead. Okay? And, who do you not want to do business with as part of a anti-psychographic? Well, yeah, I mean, I would agree with that, right? too. So let, let's go ahead and explore. Goodness let, gracious. Let's go ahead and explore where we've been at here recently with our business. Is we have put out we have put out some psychographic content recently. <laughs> the truth is, Joe and I have put out some psychographic content that has not necessarily been been applauded by our current customer base. What do you mean we've put it out? Well, we we have we've started some new programs. We 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 have we have uh, floated some ideas before. I, I guess we say we've started the programs to prospective customers. And the value that you and I have placed on those programs, what we have, what we've learned through our current marketing and our current customer base, is they don't place a value on what well, we value. What we've learned from our 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 lead base, That's we have a lot of customers that actually that we currently serve that this is important to. No, you don't know that. I do know that. You I've, done I've, that I've work had. Yet. Oh, I know. I've actually done you, that work. Are you pretending to have done that work? No, I've actually done the. Are work. you going on record? You've done that yeah, work. I've made. Yeah, absolutely. All right, send it to me tomorrow. I've absolutely done the work. <laughs> so no, I, I, I believe that, that this, targeting that we're trying to do here. We want to do something that matters for people that care. I don't think it's easy, Travis. You just said. That. <laughs> That sure sounds like you invented that line. I appreciate that idea. So great. Say that again. Say it slower. <laughs> we want to do something that, that matters, matters for people, for that, people care. that care. And and I, I submit to you that that's not the easiest thing to pull off, but it's the most rewarding thing. You told me before the podcast that I had a unique ability to cast a vision and set the hook and bring them in. I didn't. I, I, and I mean, roughly. And. And, and and the psychographics of, of of that other individual is how I accomplish that. Mm. It's about them, and uh, I think that 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 can be done. It, it's going to be hard to be done in a, a mass scale. We, we we we've identified we have to maybe change the culture because it it doesn't work for us to you know sort of go. 25% down the road and, and it's not followed through by the rest of the team. But listen, if we want to do something that matters to, for people that, that care, it starts with, you know, going down the road of doing things that we believe matter 
and we got to find the people that care. And otherwise, what we've discussed, and this is how we landed here to begin with, maybe we should get into a different business because we're not okay with at, at, at mid-40s pushing 50 just doing this to make money just to make money now listen there's gonna be plenty of people on this uh, broadcast listen to this broadcast that, that that may not be true and i'm good with that but the big truths for us has been this year 2020 into 21 last year we started this by the way a little over a year ago we've been doing this podcast and what we've discovered is we need to do something that matters for people that care otherwise it is hard to get up in the morning and reproduce what we're doing. It's just it just doesn't feel good. It's not worth it. Well, the the, the so, part of that phrase that's interesting though, that that Seth didn't quite say, that I would add to it. We need to do something that matters to us, and we need to find people that care about that. Well, that's who, right. Who agree with that? I agree so, with that. So I don't need to do something that matters for other people that doesn't matter for me. So that that's where I take. Well, not not selfishly. I don't think you're saying no, that selfishly. No. I think what you're saying is, is, and I think Seth meant this. When you when you do something that matters to somebody else, and you've impacted them, that is what pours it back on you. That yes. is what makes it feel it good. the The idea is it matters to me, and it matters to them, yeah. right? And we and and we figure out how to find the people that actually care about what I care about. That's where the beauty is. That's what's interesting. I mean, waking up and trying to do something that matters to my customer but means nothing to me, waking up and trying to figure out how to please my customer when I know it's not the best thing for them, but they think it is. Well, that's, that just sucks the life out of a small business owner. I'm about to give you some nuggets. I think that was a pretty big nugget right there. I need you to acknowledge that before you move forward. That was a good nugget. Thank you. Have empathy for your customer. We've covered that on other podcasts. We have. You know, figure out what they really care about. That's what we're saying here. Like really what they care about. I think we miss that often. I, we've talked about different companies like Chick-fil-A has been one we've talked about quite a bit because I used to work with them and they just, they're just kind of right here. We're, we're, we're the home of Chick-fil-A here in Atlanta, Georgia. And I think that they have shifted or their customer has shifted in what they care about. And I think that, that, that right now Chick-fil-A is meeting that need. And it makes more money than perhaps what they cared about before. They care about getting in, and, getting in and out of that place fast. It's the fastest place you can get food on the planet. And they're running more cars through the drive-thru than anybody on the planet. They do. My, the store out here is going to do $9 million near me. And that, for anybody that's listening to you in the restaurant business, you know that's ridiculous. It's, uh, it's ridiculous, but it's true. It's four to five times what the local McDonald's would Six do. million is an average freestander Chick-fil-A. That's crazy. And so what mattered 20 years ago their, their core customer that's in that stores in California, they don't even know what that what that meant 20 years ago. What they know is they can go get a fresh breaded chicken sandwich and the fastest lightning speed for a reasonable price. And so 
it's interesting to uh, to really dig into what really matters to your customer because it could change on you. And if you are, are living on the glory days of what matters and don't continue to pay attention, you might miss the boat and lose that audience. Well, here, here and many and many companies have. Here, we can name a bunch. Well, look, here's what I think you got to be comfortable with. Here, here's where the tension is. Service merchandise is one of them. Service merchandise. There's a bunch of them like service merchandise. But here, here's where the tension is. Do you want to be in business if what your customer cares about you don't care about? Right. So I mean, I, I think. Well, that, I, mean, I that, think that, that's, that's. I think that's, that's, that's for each. I think that's for discussing. each. I think, I think it's for each individual business owner, right? I think business owners can provide a quality. I think that that I could be a multimillionaire, never care about driving a under $20,000 automobile. Never. Have no interest in it. I like, I like my Range Rover. But be very interested in providing a highly quality car for under $20,000 for the market that needs that. So I don't think, I don't agree well, with you, you on that. Well, you are interested in that though. No, 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 no. You, you're agreeing with me on that. You're, you're, well, I'm interested in it because you're saying, it's, 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 you're it's, interested it's, it's in, a void in the marketplace. Huh? You're interested in serving that particular individual. What, what, what I'm saying is when you have a marketplace that shifts and now it's outside of that, it's saying, I actually value something that, I, that you as a business owner don't value. That's the rub here. I mean, that's what happens to businesses, frankly. It's not that the business was inattentive. It's what that business was, the purpose of that business, the, the consumer no longer values. Yeah, but you're trying to tie, you're trying to always tie the business owner to, to, to be in almost a consumer of the, of, of the service or, or the no, target no. audience of the service. No, that's your bias in listening. To no, I mean, I, I just think that, that, you know, there is a need out there for, you know, a low cost, high volume, you know, burger joint. Well, there's a need for, I may never eat there or care about that kind of food, but, but there's a need there that I can fill and I can make a lot of money and, doing and, it. And, 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 and that's fine. If that's, if, if you're interested in providing that service for people and it's an interest for you, what I'm saying is there's a lot of payday loan places. There's a lot of liquor stores. There's a lot of bars that are in business, but if that doesn't match your psychographic as the business owner, you could make a lot of money and be very unfulfilled. That's my point. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you've got to find your own fulfillment inside of your business, but I just reject the idea that you can't, absolutely hit a target psychographic out of the park and do very well. And it may not completely, I mean, yes, to your point, I mean, I'm not going to go start a, a porn site, even though it might could well, do well and well, there's, and there's well, a target audience. So well, well, I agree with that. What you and I both know is where one of the, I, I'd hesitate to say industry here, the, but that's the way that's, this is the show that we're on. You and I both uh, know that church is a place where this, happens right so we've got mega churches we got churches that serve five ten twenty thirty thousand people they do church very differently than the local church that serves 50 people or 100 people right so you 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 look at that and you go as a pastor 
or as a, a board of elders, who are we? Who are we interested in serving? What 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 actually gets us motivated to come and do this? Absolutely. It's, and so it's not always the most people or the most money are changing when our customer base changes. It's actually serving the people who value what we value. I, right. I, I believe that it's, to be it's, true. It's knowing who you are and what gets you up every morning. That's it. You know, if, you, if you ain't gonna get up and do the work, yeah, you're 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 gonna miss the boat. Um, and, and again, I think for for some, it's it's maybe they're in a place in their life where the most money they can make, and and uh, it wasn't that long ago I was talking with you, and the most money I can make in a shorter period of time was the goal. And so, I, I just think that pretty small. I think view. That, that that was a pretty small. I think goal that everybody there. has their motivations that they have to filter through when they make Absolutely. their decisions. But, uh, but at the end of the day, if the product you're serving is not a product that's hitting the target and caring about those folks you're hitting, then that, that's the problem in your, in your actual business. If you're not doing that, you're not paying attention to it. So we're getting here close to the end. I wanted to, to throw another quote out I thought was valuable and just comment on this and exit and, and exiting here. People don't know what they want. They only know what they dream of. Mm. I love that. I can't deny that that's true. And, and, and I can't deny that there has been plenty of products and services that I have become a big fan of that I would. Now, look, I'll, I'll go beyond that, that quote that I would not have dreamed of. But when it was, and this is the problem I have, perhaps with polling your existing audience. I think there's benefits. I think there's lots to learn. I think it's very important. I, I agree. I'm not disagreeing. But I think people are people latch on to a vision. You can sell a vision. You, you have to actually execute on that vision, but you can sell vision to people. You can create a customer base for you. You can create, look, it's created every day. It's called Kickstarter. Uh, there's people right now that are logging onto the internet that are paying money for products that do not exist in the material world so they can be so they can receive those products in the future so so we know that we know that's true i agree with that yeah well and and, and it really i think is the the mantra behind every entrepreneur Every entrepreneur at some level has to believe that they, they can provide something that's, that's not, maybe not even thought about at this point. That's right. Even if it's just a, a small twist that's right. on the ice cream, yep. the nitro ice cream. Right. They use nitro live awesome. to create. It's awesome. They, I mean, they, they charge two more dollars. The, 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 the ice, cream ice cream still is ice cream. It's okay. It's not great. It's okay. And they charge you twelve dollars for it. It's an experience. But it's an experience. It's an experience. It's just a, it's just a, it's a twist. Hey, hey, you want to sell coffee? But there's there's twelve Starbucks in your town. Guess what? You can sell coffee. You can't just do it like Starbucks does it. But you you could sell coffee. Yeah, you just you just put a little twist on it. You make it yours. You 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 find out who the Starbucks naysayers are, and and why they don't. But they love coffee, and they'll pay for a, a good coffee. And you bring those people to your joint because you learned that psychographic. Hey, let, let me tell you something. 
if Chick-fil-A pointed themselves at the coffee business and they eliminated the line that you stand in at Starbucks to get coffee in the morning, that'd be a real problem for Starbucks. <laughs> Starbucks has deficiencies, right? Oh, yeah. So we'll end with this. The why behind all this, you get to offer your, your customer a, uh, a personalized experience when you use psychographics in your, your target, your marketing, and in your products, right? Don't be afraid to narrow your target. Narrow it down, baby. Narrow it down. Make more money on each one you sell when make you do. Make more money. Make, make raving fans. You increase engagement when you, you think about this. The more you know about who you're selling to, the easier it is to have engagement. That's what happens in relationships. The more you learn, the more you can engage because you have something, you have context. And third, using psychographics, which is why people do what they do, uh, and build, it helps you to actually build your brand and build brand loyalty. And it really is back to marketing 101 when brand was the initial push in, in, in sort of way back. And then we kind of went to a transactional base version of marketing and the internet sort of, sort of fostered of some of that direct marketing. But then, but then we're actually seeing a shift back to people actually relate to what a brand means and what's behind that brand. But, but, and the brand is not a logo. The brand is not all your cute. The brand is what they, what is the first thing that comes to them? What do they think about when you say that brand? It, it, it's a story. It's the story of Nike. It's the story. You know, they push the envelope. It's the story of Apple. It's the story of Chick-fil-A. It's what, what is the story? What's your brand? It, mean, story? it, it means something. So what do people think when, when, when they see or hear your brand? And is it what you want them to say? about your brand yeah, now joe just i know we're wrapping up but I we say, are wrapping I, up. I would say this i was closing there hang on hang on if i was going to survey something that would be uh, what uh, I would, oh, oh here I, we go hang on hang on here if, we're going if, back to the survey wait, wait a minute if i was going to ask my current customers a question that would be the question when you see my sign when you hear my name what is the first thing that you think of now that's valuable thank you for listening to the big truths of small business this is joe watkins and Travis Castle signing out. Oh, by the way, we are sponsored by Yes, yes I, I Rent. Go to yesirent.com. Please like us. We should say this on the front end of the show. Like us on, on your podcast network. Give us a review. Every single one helps more viewers hear Come our on content. Now. Let's get her done. We got the truth. We got the truth. We got the truth. A small business. We got the truth. We got the truth. We got the big truths of small business. Sponsored by Yes I Rent. Yes I Rent. Yes I Rent. Property management. Replace good tents and collect your rent. Maintain your properties and account for it. Truth. We got the truth. We got the truths. We got the big truths. A small business sponsored by SIREN. Yes,